Hi, I'm Kat, and this is Kat's Lounge, a show where we talk about the hard, pun intended, funny and difficult topics of love, sex and relationships. I want to make these topics part of everyday life. Today's topic is relationships versus dating. So let's sit, sip and chat. My guest today is Malik. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, Kat, and yourself? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Mm, I'm living yeah. life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> life is lifing these days, mm-hmm. ne? Yeah, everything is high. Nah, yep, cooking oil is not the same anymore, you know, so yeah. <laughs> so funny. Mm. Which, which, which kind of makes me like think, how are people in relationships coping? Because, That's actually right. It's a very good question. Yeah, because like I got unemployed in Feb, right? Mm-hmm. And then my mom got surgery. Mm. So I had to move to her house. Okay. So my boyfriend has been staying with my son. So the three months that I was, three almost four months that I was unemployed, mm-hmm. my boyfriend was taking care of everything. And me being the person that I am, I was like, no. <laughs> I felt so bad, but he was like, come on. I understand. Yeah. And it's my job. <laughs> but it was, it was like, no. <laughs> and then we have those ladies who are like, I don't care. Even if I'm earning more than you, you're going to take care of me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to take care of me. <laughs> yes. If you're a child. You know, and I'm, and I, I don't know why, but I've always had like, can I just be that girl for like two seconds? <laughs> but I've always maintained that you know, find your person. If if you do, if you're the type of person who has that mentality, then find someone who will take care of you. You know, without complaining, and you know, saying you're a gold digger or anything of that sort. So yeah, go for who yeah. you want. Just like on the other hand. As a man, don't go for someone who, you know, has that mentality of take care of me when you know fully well you don't want someone like that. So find your person, basically. Especially in these trying times. Especially in these trying times. Especially. Because like, the other day on, on Facebook, some lady was like, uh, her and two other friends mm. were seated and just, Complaining about how men these days want to be given money and taken care of <laughs> because they felt like, cause I, and I really understand how, what they meant by they felt like they couldn't tell anyone okay. because for some reason it's like when you're a woman and giving a man money, it's the worst thing you can ever do. Taboo. Mm. It's so taboo, but being the, the way I was raised, I was yeah. like, my mom was always like, you know, have your own, have your own. Don't rely on a man. Mm. Don't. So me helping my person out was never a problem for me. Yeah. But me asking for help was the problem. I mean, can't do that. Mm, okay. You know? So as I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and my mentality has somewhat a little bit changed. I was like, okay, at least put in some effort. Yeah. You know, let both of you be be giving and taking, mm. almost equally, if if that's even possible. Mm. But she was like, "Yeah, no, this man, 
when he goes out, he needs money from me. When <laughs> when, when this happens, you, I'm like, what? No. So basically, the tables have turned. The tables have have true have turned so much. Like it's like a one eighty, and women are now. But I kind of feel it. It has been happening. Just it hasn't been talked about. Yeah. Social media kind of like made things evident. Mm. But it has been happening. It's like people who are saying. Our grandmother's head is so good, and like, guys, we didn't no, have social didn't. media. Yeah, that is our grandmother's true. head was, mm. you know, they didn't and, have rights back then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. So, how is the dating scene in this, this very bad city of ours? People have given this city so many weird nicknames when it comes to dating. Sensitive, <laughs> but uh, what do they call it? CBD boys, something like that. There's, there's something about the the you know the the down low men mm. or the men who, okay, people, people don't understand. They are down low, down low men, mm-hmm. and then there are men who have sex with men, but they're not gay. I I can't explain it, but so they do gay acts. They but they not do. Gay. I I. I don't know if it's a if it's a thing of the whole um what is it a spot is it the a spot yeah okay the g spot for men yeah the g yeah. spot for men I don't know if it's about that because also you will find that some of these men have women who are conserv they right. choose women who are conservative okay but they wanna be doing. <laughs> with other other people and that is one thing i've never understood about like you know your sexual appetite (laughs) yet you're gonna choose i think they want to have their cake and eat it too so i think it all goes to explain that Uh uh-huh i saw a tiktok it said like this guy was like oh some some lady was complaining like okay so you want to marry this homely wife material type girl and then go cheat with a slave queen mm. what's up with that this and it's like men don't marry for love what do we marry for they, they choose a woman based on can she do can she be a mother can she be a supporter can she you know all mm. these logical things and then he'll go and cheat with a slave queen and love the slave queen you are just homemaker to him and you are acceptable visually uh-huh. for whatever aesthetic that he's looking for uh-huh. but cheating and getting his freak on and all the stuff he will go to, to a slave queen <laughs> like, doesn't why? doesn't that okay so if you turn the tables around isn't it the same for women dating men they date men who can provide who Mm -hmm. can be you know be protectors of the family providers of the family and so on and so forth so for for the family man yeah so i think society has or personally i think the society has taught us to look for certain things for men we are taught to look for a homemaker for a woman, they are taught to look for a provider and a protector. So these are the things and these are the biggest criteria. So when you ask someone, what do you bring to the table? And that's what they say. They say, oh, I can provide for you. 
you know, I can protect you. And you ask a woman that, what do you bring to the table? Oh, I can take care of you. I am <laughs> cleaning. I, mean, I don't know about cleaning and cooking these days because everyone can clean and cook. But it's like, oh, I can be homemaker. I can care for you and so on and so forth. And there's so much more than just those two things. Yes, they're important, but there's so much more. But can you, you know, help me grow? Mm. Are you patient? Are you kind? Are you emotionally intelligent? Are you intellectually intelligent? Can you teach our children trigonometrics when they come to me for homework? <laughs> you know, so these are the things that are left out um, when it comes to questions during dating. And I think that's mm. the scene here that I realized in GC. So going back to your question, how is the dating scene in, in Gabs? I think it is lacking communication. Mm. And by communication, I mean talking and communicating effectively and understanding communication so you'd find that people don't ask the necessary question okay and people also don't say the necessary you know things and it's there's just so much silence and ignorance and oh but you didn't say this i mean yeah i get it sometimes you have to ask but also sometimes you have to tell and that's what's lacking here people are not having enough honest conversations and that's why Njolo is so bad here okay. yeah yeah um speaking about uh can you help me grow like um this influencer uh, shared a post the other day and she was like when she was still having friends with benefit situations mm. she wasn't doing anything finance like have have money and then she met this guy and then they decided they agreed this is the friend when benefit situation but because of what was happening uh she caught feelings mm-hmm. she she told him like um can we take the can we make this a serious situation and he said no because right now the you that you are right now is all about the fun and by the time i'm ready to settle I'll, I'll be ready for the you that is in the future and ready to think about what the future has for you. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of people, when you when you tell them such things, like the honest truth of, okay, we're not in a relationship because of probably you don't seem serious or there's certain things about you that don't make you my kind of relationship person. Yeah, We get in our feelings about it instead of, like looking at it be like, oh, okay. So she actually took it and like, oh, okay, I kind of understand. Then she got a job and they met a few years later, same mm. guy. And this guy now is like, oh, can we start something serious? And she was like, no, you're not. You're no longer what I'm looking for. Now her taste has elevated because she's doing her own stuff. Her, her own stuff. Mm. And her choices have expanded if i can say that yeah you know so it's it's also what i found with (laughs) girls Mm -hmm. women is that that whole thing of who do you choose to be with a protector and all that is our tastes change as we grow and depend on what we have if you have your life on lock you won't settle for just any old Mm -hmm. tom dick and harry but you're still figuring your shit out. You're going to settle for the one who brings the thing that you are missing. Mm. 
okay. Yeah, but this is similar to something I posted um three days ago yeah. on Facebook. I was like, just because you didn't want them then doesn't mean you can want them now and vice versa. So compatibility evolves and changes and so does desire. So it's the same thing that you talked about here. Yeah. This lady um wanted him back then and he didn't want her. So I'm guessing that they were not compatible. He wanted something else that she didn't have. And then a few years later, they meet and, oh, now he thinks that they're going to be compatible. Well, for him, in his yeah. head, they're compatible then. But for her, her desire has changed and now she wants someone else. So these things always change. And yeah, so he didn't want her then and he wants her now. And she didn't want him. She wanted him then and doesn't want her now. So these things change. Yeah. So as you grow as you develop yourself, as you elevate yourself, you learn new things about them. I mean, you learn new things about yourself. So, and as you learn new things about yourself, you have to listen to them and you have to be honest with yourself. So, yeah, uh, it's very important. I think yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah, coming to my next question of the difference between dating and relationships. Mm. Looking at the way I see that people date is from the obsession of finding the one. Mm-hmm. And the minute you... <laughs> and I used to do... I'm so guilty of doing mm-hmm. this. When you find that one person who seems to be ticking all the boxes that you have in your head, you're like, yes, done. You found it. Mm. And then two, three... And usually this happens within probably the first week or the first month you have known each other because again it's new everything's exciting when it's new honeymoon stage yeah. you know you haven't gotten to the place where stress is stressing you life is lifing mm. and now you get to see the person at the different stages of their life and you're like nah no, it's not I like I can't handle this you know mm-hmm. so is is kind of like, do you believe in the one? And why do why are people so obsessed with finding the one? Well, I don't know how to answer that, but I think it's what has been romanticized in like your romance novels, your movies, and stuff to find your soulmate or to find the one. Personally, I believe there's a lot of ones. Um, as you move through life you would find the one the one for you at that point in time so i don't believe there's a one per se um but if you are with someone in primary school then i guess they're the one for you then if you guys break up then seasons change you move on to the next person and you find someone else in high school and you know if you're dating them for a long time that's the one that you want at that point in time so no, I don't believe there's a universal one. one. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, for the longest time, used to think I had the one. Because this guy kept coming back. Like, he would go, and then we'll spend a few, a couple of years apart, and then he'll come back, and then we'll have this whirlwind romance. And then, because of uh, circumstances that either I was in or he was in, we never quite gel. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, I just actually believe, no, he'll come back. He'll come. <laughs> <laughs> Until the last time, 
where he's straight up to my face like no you can't love me because he tried mm. he tried three times over <laughs> so weird there's another thing also people forget that mm. he, the one you think that is your one doesn't think that you're their one right so that's the thing i mean you think oh i have found the one but, but has, has he, he found his one? one so that's also another thing that you have to, to to understand that if if your one must also want you yes you know your crush must also want you because <laughs> if it's not then ah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 yep, it's, it's rough <laughs> oh my god but oh somebody asked this like um do uh other probably for the for the next episode that we're gonna do mm. but it's like it's basically someone was asking do women think they're always right in they're always right in relationships mm. and then someone, someone asked the question do women think they're always good in bed? <laughs> and i was like Yo. you know what with dating and i don't know why maybe it's just for some reason, the whole relationship is put on the man's shoulders. It's it's kind of like he has to make sure it's working out. And the woman is just this... Thing. Thing. Yeah. That's, it's just a prize that's there. Egg. You know? Mm. It's just like, yeah, you're there. And the man is the one that has to make sure the things are being, are being done. And the, this relationship is working. And I don't know. Isn't that go back? the whole happy wife happy life where that bullshit. the life is only of the relationship or marriage is only good if the wife if is wife, happy that is the not, not the man mm. but yeah i guess that's what we've been told you know if you relationships are for women and that's that's something i re- i read or that i watched some time back um and the thing is if that statement itself some people may find it problematic but if you really really look deep into it it's like no relationships are mostly for women uh because who asks who out let's start there the guy guy asks asks the woman out so he's doing it for her you understand and in terms of taking out on dates and everything and even now we have normal not even normalized but there's this whole thing of indoor must you know so (laughs) even there uh yes we make fun about it we joke about it but it's like a man must do this if you're not a man if you don't do this and so on and so forth you don't have in tombi must or a woman must so because a man must it's like oh he must do this for me if he doesn't do this for me then mm, i'm out they don't talk about what you know they must do for the men so relationships are usually for women that's how society or people in Khabarani have yeah. made it seem like so now the question is so then why should guys into relationships exactly. you know it's like oh okay if it's for you and i'm not getting anything yeah, out of it then why it. should i enter and it's not about sex yeah as much as that's the whole, whole thought around it's not about men one sex if a man wants sex, he he knows the prostitutes it, around man he like, knows even for free he can get sex for what free, I'm you know <laughs> but and then, and then the whole thing of I I know, because I've I've been on this whole sex education education journey for mm. quite a few years. I've come across uh, women who coach women on dating, and all I can say is when I first came across these things, I was very resistant. I was like, "But why 
must I and then my relationships kept not working out mm. and then someone was like you are the common denominator then you better check yourself yeah then I had to take that hard look at like okay so what am I not doing correctly if I keep one I am choosing the wrong people mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the one thing choosing the wrong person and then I'm like okay that things that probably a trauma thing or I'm just in this in this mindset of in daughter must so I'm not giving probably good guys a chance can I ask you something though sorry oh, pause yeah. when you say that you're choosing the wrong person alright yeah no hold on if you say you're choosing the wrong person how can you ever know that someone is right unless you look at it in retrospect so if you're dating someone right now Mm -hmm. in your relationship with them you're thinking they're the right person you only say that they're the wrong person when you guys break up so then does that mean that we are all wrong people until we get married okay no this is and by married, I mean like till death do us part. Because if you divorce, then you'll be like, eh, yeah, that was the wrong person. person. So see, what is it? No, I think, and I, I say not everyone I've been with has been a wrong person. Okay. There have been men who were necessary for that growth in my life. They were, they were right for that part of my life, but I either outgrew them or the situation I was in and no longer needed whatever they were giving me. That mm-hmm. was not a, but a wrong person is like, and this is where I realized dating, multi dating was very essential mm. because you meet someone like for example, this guy dated mm-hmm. for four years, on Wait, and off. Dated or in a relationship? In a relationship, oh, sorry, okay. in a relationship with for four years, mm-hmm. on and off. In that whole four years, we broke up and made up and broke mm. up. The first week we met was the first red flag that I should have I should have left. What did you do? <laughs> so we met the week a week before Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. right? We met the today, and then two days later, we hung out. And this is where I'm I'm saying we 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 have this obsession of the one mm. because the day we hung out. He was ticking all the boxes. Okay. He was telling me everything I wanted to hear. Mm. And my naive little broken hearted brain mm-hmm. was like, yay, finally, a man who understands me mm-hmm. and what I want and what a relationship should be like. Mm. Then Valentine's Day comes. We had plans. Niggas phone us off the whole day. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything. And then at some point during the day, it came on. He did not text me. He did not answer my calls. Then he comes and then he calls me like at night. Mm. He's drunk. Calls me, hey, meet me by the shops. Then I go again. Very excited that, you know. So I go to him and he takes me to his friend's house. That that was red flag number one. Like taking me to a friend's house in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Takes me to his friend's house. He's drunk. Mm. And then he tries to have sex with me and I say no. And he's persistent. I say no. Luckily, nothing weird happened. Mm-hmm. He eventually stepped off me. But he got upset about it. Mm. That was my 
time to be like, no, peace out. No, this is not going to work for me. For the standards that I had and wanted in a man, that was like red flag number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, you would, you did not apologize for the plans that we made that you rescinded on. And then you took me to your friend's house in the middle of the night when you were drunk. Then you tried to have sex with me when I kept saying no. Mm-hmm. So I should have left. This is what I, but I, Proceeded to have a four-year relationship with this guy. Okay. <laughs> On one of our breaks, he got he got somewhat pregnant. Sheesh. And to this day, has he never, with his mouth, told me, yes, I got that girl pregnant. So he's still denying? No. He told me he has a kid. He told me when the kid was born, a few days later, he told me, my kid is born. But he's never told me, he's never admitted, I guess she's pregnant. Because... <laughs> This girl found me in her in his house uh-huh. at seven in the morning. Okay. And I was like, no, I'm not bye. And then he told me she had a miscarriage. She's having a hard time with the miscarriage. What, what, what? Mm. Stupid ass, I believed him. So you see, this is what I mean by wrong person. Okay. You see all the red flags and you're like, no. Did you? No. What did you take from no. that relationship? Communication was one thing that we did very poorly. And two, if this man uh, violates what you you believe to be something you value, mm-hmm. then just leave. If they're not willing to change it and it's something that you really, really value, just go. So was he the wrong person or the right person for you to learn these lessons? Okay, he, he taught me, but he, I, I feel like I okay. didn't need to go through no, I, I understand that. that. I understand that. I think what I'm trying to say is, uh, what I'm trying to say is, I think we should stop. I, I don't know the extremes of it, but I think we should yeah. stop vilifying our exes in such a way that if you took something. Yes, I know some lessons we could have learned it in a whole <laughs> different way, like in a better way. Yeah. And not have to go through all the hurt <laughs> in that. Um, but at the end of the day, for certain things, we should just sit back and be like, okay, you know what? Fine. I dated this person and I'll also be responsible for it. I should have known that, okay, no, this person was a red flag. I shouldn't have entered it, but I did it anyway because of maybe my past traumas or certain things or my low self-esteem, something. I entered this and I'm also accountable for my own heartbreak. Mm. Yes, their actions broke my mm-hmm. heart, but, but then I also, it. yeah. So, but what did I learn from it? I learned X, Y, and Z. I grew in certain way, in this way. I now no longer allow this and this and this. I now view certain actions as red flags. I now ask certain questions so that I know, you know, I get certain answers. I now communicate better and so on and so forth. So, yes, they were not right for me. In the entirety of things, but at that point in time, I believe that I was supposed to learn. I mean, that's yeah. the that's one way, way to, look to look at, at it. it. So yeah. But I think that's where I got probably multi dating would have been the thing to do, because um, if I was dating a few guys at the same time, in that first week he would have been out of the list. Yep. You know, you know. So in your plates. You know. If if we do that and then we come across all these red flags at the beginning, we're like, oh, I have 
other options that I'm looking at. So thank you for your time, but mm. you are not. You're not right for me. You know. That's true. Instead of okay, I meet you today, tomorrow, we have sex, and then we're in a relationship, and then we continue to have this toxic situation going on for years and years and years, and then when we we finally break up, you meet your person it's like. Yeah, I've been through things, mm-hmm. and then you are the thing that they have been through. Yeah, no. Then, like, is there a right one at the wrong time? I used to believe this, but I don't anymore. Yeah, uh, for me, I always believe that there's a right person for you at the right time, and whoever you meet, whoever you date, whoever you decide to get into a relationship at that point in time, it was probably right. Um, to go back to your example, the lady who you said wanted mm. a guy, if they had dated then, um, you said they were fucking. They were friends with benefit. They friends with benefit. Yeah. So I guess to them, they were right for each other at that point in time. They got something from each other at that mm. point in time, and cool shop. Was it a relationship? No. So relationship was not for them at that time. Met a few years later, and now she didn't find him compatible anymore. So he was not her right person at the right time. She might go find someone else who would be the right person at the right time. They may not make it, but at that point in time, those are the right person at the right time because maybe they were compatible for that time. Because mm. like you had mentioned also, you can outgrow someone, right? Yeah. So when you meet someone, cool, you guys are good because maybe your values align and certain things align. But as time goes on, as also you develop yourself, you realize that, okay, I'm outgrowing this person. I'm outgrowing this relationship. Um, They're not for me anymore. So they're not right for me right now. Yes, they were right for me at that point. Maybe because I was lonely or they had money or the sex was great. Right for me at that point. But now my values have changed. My desires have shifted. So now they're not the right person for me anymore. So, yeah. Okay. Another thing also, this whole multi-dating thing, guys, I think people should understand there's a difference between, you know, dating and relationships. I mean, you 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 find someone, you start talking to them, and then all of a sudden, there's this certain expectation that I must be the only one that you're talking to. Yeah. Um, but then that's the problem. It's an expectation. It's an assumption. There's no asking. People don't ask. There's no communication to say, hey, okay, so... What are we doing? When I was younger, I used to hate that question of what, what are, are we? we? What are we doing? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, don't ask me that. But now, as an adult, I realize that is a very powerful question because yeah. it, for me, who likes structure, I like to get to know, or rather, I like to ask people this: this is what we're doing, so that people don't get confused. I hate confusion. I yeah. love honesty. So if I'm gonna be talking to you and I guess I know what I want. You should ask me what I want. And you should also tell me what you want. I like asking people, um, what are you looking for in a relationship? Are you open to a relationship right now? How many people are you seeing? How many people are you talking to? If you then say, I'm not talking to anyone, at the end of the day, you would start all the relationship things that you want. You're going to throw it on me. And I guess that's okay, but can we talk about it first? Because I may be talking to other people and mm. you don't ask that. I don't know how many times my male friends have encountered a situation where we ask a girl, how many people are you seeing? 
or how many people are you talking to? And they answer, but they never return the question. Oh. They don't return the question. And then you wonder, why, why don't you ask back? Why are you quiet about it? Why don't you care enough to ask? Are you, is it because you're scared of the answer? Or is it because you mm. don't care? Or is it because you think that you shit don't stink? That mm-hmm. you think that you're the, the you're worth it? You know, that like I'm, I'm the only one who's talking to. I don't even have to ask. <laughs> I'm that good. You know, so people don't ask. And for me, I think if I ask you and you don't ask me, I think I have every right not to bring it up. Yeah. Yes, if I want to, I'll bring it up to say, oh, okay, thank you for that question. I am doing this and this. But other people out there, and like I said, they have every right to. If you don't ask them, they don't owe you that information. Is it a biblical quote that says, um, ask and ye shall receive? Mm. Something like that? Yeah, so, if or closed mouths don't mm. get fed. So, if you don't open your mouth, if you don't ask, then... Yeah. You won't get what you're looking for. Yeah. Yes, there's a possibility that may, they might lie. I get that. However, you asked. At the end of the day, if you catch them in a lie, you can easily say, you mm. lied. And I can now walk out knowing this person lied. But if you don't ask, and you catch me in bed with another person, and be like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm be like, you didn't ask. You didn't ask if I was seeing other people. You didn't ask if I'm talking to other people. So... Yeah, and that's another thing. It goes back to lack of communication, lack of honesty. <laughs> Speaking of that, reminds me of the day we met. <laughs> yeah, ne? Oh my goodness. You know, I was telling my my bestie the story mm. as I was coming here. And he said what she said. He did not owe me an explanation. I'm like, for those people who don't know. Okay, <laughs> I met Malik. At a party, party. So, so I decided to invite a friend of mine, who then said, "Oh, I'm with this person." So this person was my friend with benefits. We had a situation. We did not name it. It was something. Mm-hmm. So they came together, and because he knows he's coming to me, I didn't think he would do anything shady oh, was it a girlfriend he came with or her, her his side chick so you were his side i was his side and he came and he came side. with another side the battle of the sides huh? you know <laughs> so when they came and the funny thing at the car because they got lost so we had to go get them mm. i got there and i saw him get out of the car i was so excited i hugged him and he hugged me back, but, you know, you could feel... Mm. Mm. So when I saw the girl, I was like, oh, probably me check, so okay. let me be that friend. Like, oh, hey, then I say hi to her. And somewhere during that whole introduction, uh, it was told that, you know, she's a colleague and it's her birthday. And I was like, nigga did not just do this. He brought a side to my party. Uh-huh. <laughs> knowing that I'm there mm. and he spent the whole night with her and I was like why are did you ask speak? that's the thing that was my thing I did not did you ask if he's seeing anyone else I did not because I assumed again yeah we got that hey guys assumptions <laughs> you would assume and I don't know why I would think someone who's willing to cheat is doing it for the first time with you <laughs> or you'll be the only one or you'll be the only one he's cheating with so I was like, I did not ask. I did. It did not even cross my mind mm. to think, uh, to ask. And also, even if he did have other sides, why bring that person 
to another person's like how does that in your head and to make matters worse we went home together all all of us because mm. him and and my friend stay stay together yeah. they're family yeah so we went home he was with that girl the whole time and they went to sleep together and i'm there sitting like <laughs> i should have gone to the after party with malik uh... because why did I even come here? And then the next morning, he acts like nothing happened after the girl leaves. He acts like nothing happened, and now we're back to being chummy. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's that's not. Did the you thing bring it up? That would happen. That was gonna happen. No. You didn't bring it up. I was just mad at him, and then I saw, I think I somehow in my head resolved like, yeah, you know, you you don't mean that much mm. for him to care. Mm. You know, so yeah, just no, let it go. Fair enough, kinda, but I like that question. I mean, I was on a, I, I, I was out yesterday with a couple of friends, and I knew one of them. I didn't know three of them. I was just asking them, how many people are you sleeping with currently? And they were shocked at the question, like, ah, yeah, why are you why asking? You... <laughs> and a lot of one of them, one dude was like, I'm not sleeping with anyone. Another one was like five, and I was in my head. Low key in my head, I'm like, five people. <laughs> and she just told me that she got out of a relationship three days ago. Five people. It was only later that I asked, asked her, so why five? And she was like, what do you mean why five? I'm like, you're sleeping with five people currently? She was like, no. I thought you were asking how many people have I been with? Like oh, ever in my ever. life. Oh. Not, and she was so, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so right now, she's currently not seeing anyone. Okay. And speaking of also that question, um, the whole how many people slept with? Why do people find I it? You see, okay, so that's number one. <laughs> why do people care? Number two, why do people find it offensive to ask how many people you've been with? I mean, if you look at dating and relationships in in Gabs, a lot of people you date think of it as business. When yeah. you are selling a product, right, you would have to. I don't know. First of all, you have to approach a potential client, a prospect, and you have to pitch your product to them. Hey, this is a phone. It has this and this and this features. It's good for you. You can take videos. You can take um, recordings, make music out of it, and so on and so forth. Would you like it? Uh, okay, this is how it works. I can give it to you for trial. If you don't like it, you can give it back to me and so on and so forth. If they like it, they buy it from you, they become a client. If they don't, they return the product, they go back. If you approach relationships as a business, you would you'd make it work. Mm. People think that this is too rational, that you're taking the emotion out of it. But in as much as you should have emotion in a relationship, but you must almost think, you must yeah. almost have some rational. Yeah. So just like relationships, you have to convert dating, so dates, into a relationship, mm-hmm. right? So when you meet someone, the product you're selling is yourself. Mm. Hey, this is me. I mean, obviously people don't talk about the bad side of the products, like the trauma, <laughs> yes. the bad behavior, <laughs> the rude. They don't talk about. They talk about the good things. Yeah. So this is me. I am the product. Um, you can test drive me, right? And test driving usually going on dates, having sex, and so on and so forth. You if, don't have to have sex when you're dating. Yeah. No, that's a, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So sometimes you, there's limited options mm-hmm. to what you can test drive yeah so if you like the product you'd buy it mm. which means 
you yeah. ask the person out or they'll ask you out yeah. and they'll be in a relationship with you. Cool shop. Um, if they don't like you, they walk away. And sometimes you can also give products for free, right? <laughs> yeah. Give yourself for free, you know, have your fun. You, I mean, at some point in time, you want to have fun. You don't want yeah. anything serious. So Exactly. So now when people do get into the relationship and they ask the question, so how many people have you been with? They always get like defensive and stuff like that. I never understood it. For me, I people and I know I've posted this on Facebook before, and they ask, "So why do you want to know?" For me, it's not about. I'm not judging. Yeah, I'm, first of all, I'm not judging. Yeah. And for me, it's just I ask the question to see how you feel about the question. Mm-hmm. If you then tell me, mm, "Why do you want to know?" I don't want to tell you. And I'm like, okay, so is it because you're ashamed? I start asking this because I go, no, why? I don't know. I don't know. But why is it so important to you? If, 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 if people say the question is unnecessary to me, it's like, then it should be easy to answer. If if you don't care about it, if it's like not a thing question, it's like, yeah, it's like, then just answer it. If it's 10, if it's 15, if it's 20, I know people out there who would judge other Mm. people to be like, "Mm, that's a lot of people. I can't date someone who has been with more than 10 guys and everything. But hey, let me be number 11. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've been with so many people, but it's fine. Uh, how does that change you? But let me, since since you've been with so many guys, I don't want to be with you. But I can have sex with you and then it's fine. But don't you realize you're doing exactly what other people did? So it's just like, ah, uh, it, it's... You're no different. Yeah, you're no different. But I, I was actually thinking as you were talking that probably it has something to do with the sex thing. Because like... Okay, with me it's a bit different. My body count is more than my relationship counts. Mm-hmm. But, and not everybody I've been in a relationship with I've had sex with, you know. Okay. Yeah. So I think people are, especially ladies, we are thinking usually it's the the amount of people I've been in a relationship with is the amount that I've I've slept mm. with. So they are looking at it in that uh, in that sense, maybe. This is just me thinking out loud. Mm. So they're probably thinking, okay, if I say I've, I've dated 20 people, that means I've slept with 20 people. Oh my God, I'm mm. a lady. I can't have that happening. Yeah. I guess also it's just how society places <laughs> it. It's like if a woman has sex with many people, it's problematic. She's, and there's a whole She's thing a of the if, vagina. Yeah. If, and if a guy does it, he's a king. I find that very stupid, stupid at the end of the day. Just... Live your life. Personally, I don't want a woman with a low body count because to me, it means she's inexperienced. To me, anyway. I mean, she may be experienced, but to me, she's inexperienced. If you have a high body count, then... And also, if you have a high body count and you suck at sex, then my dear, then this, this, please, please, you're not, you're not taking your classes seriously if, if that is the case. Oh my goodness. Like, you... <laughs> you know what? Speaking of taking at sex, the whole thing of women okay maybe we'll talk about it in the, in the orgasm episode okay yeah. um anyway <laughs> so what is your worst relationship advice that you've gotten um fuck i forgot I had it in the tip of my tongue earlier <laughs> uh, fight for your relationship yeah so i think the worst relationship advice that i've gotten is fight for a relationship Yes, I know that 
how do I put this? Not I don't think it's five relation, but five to get someone back. When 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 that connotation is usually given to one person living and another person must pull all the way to get them mm-hmm. back, right? Yeah. Especially if that other person didn't do anything wrong. I believe in talking things out mm-hmm. and assessing things in a rational manner and saying, okay, hey, so this is not working because of X, Y, and Z. Um, I would like, for example, out. And the other person would be like, no, I think we can resolve this this way, this way, and that way. And if the other person is an adamant they want out, then let them go. Right, maybe it's something that they don't want to do. Maybe they are too lazy to try and get back into the relationship or work things out. Maybe they just want out so they can go have fun. So it's just like this whole fighting for relationship. I never understood it because it should be two people fighting or rather trying to make things work, not one person trying to get the other back and fight for the relationship like when the other person is just sitting there yeah. you know just be like no you must fight for me i no, I never got that exactly fight how exactly what exactly are you fighting it should be you two against the problem mm. not one mm. person against the problem for the relationship oh, and when i just they're sitting down like mm. yeah so you know but lying what do you want you know <laughs> so guys you can try to make the relationship work but it must be a two-man effort and also, this is obviously different if you're the one who messed up, right? If you're the one who messed up, then you would have to apologize to the partner. And especially when the messing up ends up in trust being lost. So when you lose someone's trust, it is up to you to try and gain back that trust. It may never be the same. For example, if they cheated on you okay. and you show remorse and everything and you want them back, you'd have to maybe go through the lens of it to say, oh, okay, I, I messed up. I apologize. I'm sorry for cheating on you. I would like to make this work and so on and so forth. If they don't want and that they're very adamant about it, I guess let them go. Um, if they want, then they will come and talk to you. But in this, this type of situations, the person who messed up has to try very hard to try and, you know, um, win you over, win you back and everything. But if a situation where it's amicable, there was no cheating and so on, and it, it's a conversation that could easily be talked out, but the other person still doesn't want, I'm not going to fight. Call it pride, call it ego. It's just like, okay, fine. I hear you. You know what, what, that, what that is like? It's like when you're having, maybe you, you're upset. Like my partner made me upset. Uh-huh. And then I tell them why they made me upset. Mm. And they defend <laughs> they def- now they're invalidating me yeah. being upset. I'm like, but... <laughs> I don't I understand that. Yeah, like, why? Why should listen? This is why. I'm... Whether you think it's valid or it's not valid, it's not the point. The point how is, this is how you made me feel. Mm. So correct the situation. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, baby. Oh, do you think uh, cheating should be a deal breaker? Yes, it should be a deal breaker. It depends on what you think about it. Um, if you want it to be a deal breaker, yes. Some people don't like being cheated on. Um, some people can forgive about it. It all depends on who you are, how you've been brought up your values, your morals, and so on and so forth. Personally, I wouldn't go back. I don't hate people. Um, if you shit out on me, I would 
yes, it would hurt, but I like to know things. I like to know, so why did you cheat on me? What was the reason? Like, I wouldn't shout. I'm a very big, I'd like to think anyway, I'm a very big learner about certain things. So I want to know why. So why did you cheat on me? Um, was it because I didn't eat your ass? You know, was it because, you know, I didn't give you money? Was it because I was rude to you? And if your answers, some answers can be valid. Some answers can be shallow, but there's still an answer. That's the thing. No matter how deep, no matter how shallow it is, it's still an answer at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cheated because uh, I felt like we were not fun. I felt like we didn't do much. And, you know, I wanted excitement and so on and so forth. To them, it's a valid reason. So, you know, fine. Sorry that I wasn't as exciting as you wanted me to be. And I hope you do find your excitement wherever you go, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's just, I don't know... I don't know why I did it. I'm so sorry. It's not an answer. <laughs> so I'm still going to go at the end of the day. But some people... Oh, you just want to know why. Yeah, I just want to know why. So that maybe in the next relationship, I can be better. You know, for example, fun must happen whether it's dating or it's relationship. If we started out as fun and then we get complacent and we don't go on dates anymore. And, you know, you are my girlfriend. You're asking me, baby, let's go on a date. And I'm like, mm, no, let's stay home and stuff like that. You you will start resenting me mm. because you want to do certain things and I just mm. keep saying no. So you may go find someone who, all that stuff. Mm. And that's another thing. I cheated on you because you are not this and this and that, right? Cheating is bad. Let's put it out there, yeah. all right? It is harmful. It yeah. is dishonest, okay? Yeah. And again, this goes back to what I said in the beginning. The reason why dating is bad and or dating is bad in general it's because people don't communicate if you feel like i am not giving you what you want communicate, communicate. that mm. and if you do communicate and i'm not listening to you and this is a very mm-hmm. very very big deal for you for example if dates are very big for you and we've been dating for three years and we've only date like gone on a date once and it was on my birthday or we only go on special occasions and I've been communicating to you and you don't listen. And if it's very big for you, then yeah. leave, leave. Don't go cheat and be like, Oh no, but you're not doing this. <laughs> and I told you many times, communicate and say, Hey, I've told you this many times and I'm frustrated. Now it's not working for me. I love you as a person, but I don't feel fulfilled in this area. And this area is very yeah. big for me. So because of this, I'm going to leave you and you know, have fun. Yes, they'll try to fight and be like, no, I'm sorry, give me one more chance. It's up to you to give them one more chance, but also communicate that you're leaving. Mm. Don't just go start cheating on everyone else, yeah. I mean, on, on, on other people, mm. also with other people. So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, the question I, was, I had in my mind was, I've actually never experienced this, where people sit down and talk about them breaking up. It's always... I text, hey, don't feel this anymore, bye. Someone did that, <laughs> did that to me. Mm. And I wanted to talk about it. Like, the guy kept coming back and going for a few years. Yeah. So, the last time he came back, um, he was going through stuff. And, you know, me being the romantic that mm-hmm. I am, it's like, we're going to heal through this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make, I'm going to make it all better. Mm. And he was like, no, you can't. I need to do this myself. And it's not fair for me to 
ask you to wait mm. because again when i'm done i might not want you and then you waited for nothing Fair enough, yeah. you know but i didn't want to hear it <laughs> so he we had like a month i think we're not talking for a month because of, i don't even remember why we're not talking for a month and then i invited him for dinner i was like hey we'll talk and he came we talked i'm like dude i want you to be I was the one like I want you to be my boyfriend, mm. and I was like, okay, cool, fine, I'm your boyfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. But I I could sense like something is not, it's not gelling here. Mm. And then a few days later, he he calls me, and like face to face, like mm, I can't do this. It's I he's like. The reason why he keeps coming back to me is because I am, what's the word? It's like I'm safe for whatever he's going through. So I'm his safe place to heal. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm his safe place to heal. And that is it. Yeah. And he, he did love me at some point. But now he just feels like it's 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 a it's a toxic cycle what we've been doing, and for him to heal with what he was going through and with me, he needs to cut it off. I was like, okay, and I went back. Bamas, I was like, nope, that's not happening. Call him. Ah, we need to talk about it. <laughs> and so I was like, the breakups I've experienced, either from me or from the the guy, be mm. like texting. This is not working out. Or I've actually had two girls who just ghosted me. We just like ghosted, but we were like in a relationship and the dude just stops talking to me. And then a year later, I find, probably find, like there's one I found him on Facebook celebrating his one year anniversary. I'm like, but we were dating. Like I said, lack of communication. (laughs) Yeah. So I've never had that whole way you got, okay, we're sitting down, it's like, Okay, it's not working out for me for because one, two, three. So I would like us to wake up and another person gets a chance to respond. It's mm. always like this dramatic exists. You know? But also, I think one of the things that I've realized is people act a certain type of way because of people they've dated in the past. Mm-hmm. Think of it as a... Because you've never... If you dated good communicators in the past the chances of you being a good communicator yeah. is high. But if you've dated people who are bad at communicating, who don't know how to express their emotions and their feelings properly, who have many outbursts, who don't think rationally, the chances of you... um, For example, if, if you dated someone who was always emo- highly emotional, you know, angry all the time and would shout at you and everything, you learn to be defensive, you learn to defend yourself. So when you start getting into other relationships, and someone wants to talk to you properly, you see that as a threat, as an attack, and then you become defensive. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you also have to ask, you know, the past, who have you dated? How was the relationship and everything? So that you get to know that this person who's... And this is all, guys, ask this on those first few dates, mm. not when it's in the relationship, because <laughs> you enter the relationship, it's too late. And then you realize that, ah, you made a mistake. <laughs> So, yeah, you must ask this question. Ask about their exes. Ask about their parents. Ask about the upbringing, you know, the past relationships, how it works, so that you can get to know, okay, know who is this person? 
And also these questions also help them know about themselves. Sometimes people don't ask this question. So they don't know like, oh, maybe I'm like this because of this and this and that mm -hmm. or something else. So, you know, the more you ask, the more you know, the more you learn and so on and so forth. And, and yeah. the better partner you're going to choose. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, this has been fun. Time up now. Yeah. Uh, any last words and where can they find you? Guys, you should friend Maliko, follow him on, on Facebook. He has the most interesting posts. Yeah. So you can find me on Facebook with Malik Shehu. Um, for those who want more professional, you can find me on LinkedIn at Malik Shehu as well, our CFA MBA. And I don't post much on like your TikTok and your Instagram. But yeah, just find I'm mostly active on Facebook and LinkedIn. So just Malik Shehu, M-A-L-I-K-S-H-E-H-U. And the last advice I'm going to give is guys, communicate, ask questions, um, be very honest. People like honesty and mm -hmm. stop trying to manipulate people with lies. Just be honest. <laughs> talk to them. They're human beings. Don't try to be selfish. Don't try to have your cake and eat it too. There's so many fish in the sea. If you are honest with one person and they don't like that honesty and they decide finance and things, you can always find someone else. So guys, just talk, communicate and ask questions. Yes. Thank you, Malik, for this very insightful conversation. And this is Cast Lounge. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Page is Cats Lounge. That's K-A-T-S Lounge. Let's sit, sip, and chat. Bye. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Cat, and this is Cats Lounge. The show where we talk about the hard intended, funny, and difficult topics of love, sex, and relationships. I want to make these topics part of everyday life. Today's topic is orgasms. Uh, please go listen to part one of the seven types of orgasms and then circle back here if you haven't done that. Um, so let's sit, sip, and chat. Malik's back. Yay. <laughs> hey, Malik. How are you doing, Kat? Yeah, I'm better now with a bit of whiskey inside me. <laughs> You'd have been better if another brown thing was inside ya. I mean, but okay, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get the, the <laughs> orgasms in, you know? For those listening, not my brown thing, my <laughs> boyfriend's brown thing, just putting it out there, okay? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm so many. Anyway, so, <laughs> speaking of orgasms, um, so the other day I did I did a recording and it's two episodes before this one. Yeah. Um we're talking about intimacy and sex. Mm -hmm. So do you believe that one needs intimacy to have sex? No. Mm -hmm. If you needed intimacy to have sex, you wouldn't have prostitution. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is very true. Mm. Okay, but in <laughs> in relationships, let's 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 put it in a relationship feelings mm. thing mm -hmm. and not selling sex. Mm -hmm. Is intimacy 
a requirement. Okay, is intimacy a requirement for good sex? <laughs> no. Okay. Intimacy is a requirement for intimate sex. Explain. What is intimate sex? Whatever you <laughs> intimacy involves. <laughs> like I don't know. Um. People have had one night stands before, and you may not have an intimate. But sorry, what what was that? Mm-hmm. Speak up. <laughs> There we go. So people have had one night stands before, and I don't know. I can argue and say that not all one night stands are intimate. It's you meet someone you don't even know. Hence the whole point of one night stand. You meet this person this night in a club. You guys go have sex. You never talk to each other again. Would you say that's intimate? No, but you could have the best sex of your life. All right. So no, I don't think you require intimacy to because first of all, what you said. Mm. Does intimacy? What, what was the question? What does is int- intimacy required for good sex? What is intimacy? Okay, intimacy to me would be uh, the the a deeper connection that you have with somebody that you are you have feelings for, and also I understand intimacy can go beyond just a romantic relationship. But in terms of a, of a romantic relationship, intimacy to me would be we connect on a level that is unspeakable. We understand each other. Therefore, when we're having sex, it's, it's not just bodies together. Our souls are intertwined. Damn, our souls? You guys have sex with souls? Okay. Ah, me! Um, so, if I'm using Google's mm-hmm. definition of intimacy that says close familiarity or friendship, mm-hmm. then no. You don't need intimacy to have great sex. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There's so many other factors to have great sex. Because if intimacy means close familiarity or friendship, that's your wife, right? That's your husband. That's your boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. But they may not have been the best sex you've ever had. Maybe because, yes, they're intimate. Yes, they're loving. Yes, they're cozy. But maybe they don't know your body. They don't know what buttons to press. They don't know which um parts of your body are original zones they don't know how to listen you don't know how to communicate so no i don't yeah. think that intimacy means you have the best sex it may mean you have intimate sex yes but not the best, not sex. The best sex oh also brings me to this uh study again it's an, um, it's a western study not sure if it's american it's a western study where it said Ninety-seven percent of women having sex for the first ninety-seven percent of women don't orgasm when they have sex for the first time with a man, but sixty-five percent orgasm when they have sex with another woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even it's <clears throat> even higher when when they have sex by themselves. I forgot the the percentage when they have sex by themselves and uh yeah oh and seven percent when they have sex with the opposite sex for the first time the orgasm rate is seven percent when they have sex with the opposite sex for the first time but with a woman it's 65 percent orgasm rate so you're telling me that women know each other women's bodies i mean that that it's obvious but then, is sex only about your body? It's part of it. 
I know. Yeah, like, so it's not only about it. Yeah, it's part of it's, it. There's other... the, the body is involved, but it's not the only yeah, thing definitely. that is involved. Yeah. Right? So I, I don't know if, if... I don't quite understand, does it have to do with women know each other's bodies better? Like, if I know my erogenous zones, I assume another woman's erogenous zones would be the same. Which is, you'd be assuming wrongly. Yes. You see? Mm-hmm. Or is it a case of trust of, okay, I'm another woman, I'm safe. I don't know what it's about. Yeah. Or is, is it that men have been known, and I can attest to this, as selfish when it comes to sex, they want to get their own and bounce. Like they want to get it, whether they give it to you or it's, it's your problem. Yeah, I guess which is why <laughs> I'm saying that there's a lot of reasons, oh. you know, what would make sex great. So there's trust, there's intimacy, there's friendship, there's feeling safe, yes. oh. there is intellectual compatibility. I mean, some people get off on really smart people. Some people um, like sleek queens, you know, the makeup, they find them really hard. Some people some people are into BDSM and they don't know why they're enjoy they're not enjoying exactly. some people are into pain and stuff so like mm. that. So you know, there's a lot of reasons why mm. you know sex would be great. So it's not just about the bodies. Yeah. yeah. So as we were talking about in the relationship episode where we were like, um uh women seem to be the prize in relationships. Also when it comes to sex, it's like it's a man's responsibility. To make a woman come, what 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 is your thoughts about that? Let me just sit, <laughs> sip, and then I'll chat. Hmm. So the question is: Is it a man's responsibility to make a woman come? Yes. <sighs> I don't know why you're laughing. I'm about to answer. I'm, I'm about to answer. <laughs> Okay, so I think it's both the responsibility to make another person have an orgasm or to come. Um, if I don't know your body, if we just met for the first time, I may do certain things that your body may not like. I may bite you thinking that you like pain, but pain turns you off, so you may not come. Um, I may go in deep, fast strokes, which I think, you know, because of porn, that's what makes a woman come. But you really don't like that. You like maybe slow, sensual, or, you know, the pump must be like, you know, medium to low strokes. Um, or the opposite. I may think you like medium to, 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 you know, low strokes. I'm giving you that, but you want to be fucked like a rabbit dog. Okay. Um, I was joking about the rabbit dog bit, <laughs> by the way. Um, you want to be, you know, taken and just, you know, fucked wholly and fully because that's what makes you come. So, no, I don't think it's a man's responsibility because we don't know about the other person. You know more about yourself than I know about you. And sometimes you may not, but this is where now you have to talk. Go slower. Go faster. Choke me. Spank me. Talk dirty in my ear. Don't bite. Don't use teeth and so on and so forth. You must communicate these things so that the other person can have sex with you properly, so that you can enjoy it. But if you keep quiet, then you know you're not gonna get, um, you're not gonna have fun during the sex. 
So no, I don't think it's a man's responsibility to make you come. I don't think it's a man's sole oh, responsibility to make you come. I think it is a team effort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, ladies, it's a team effort. And I get that some people don't listen. And if they don't listen, it's up to you to decide oh. to stick with them or go find someone who listens. Speaking of people who don't listen, can okay, I know we always talk about you can teach someone how to you can teach someone how to love you, teach someone how to, the kind of sex you like and all that jazz. And to a point, because I was taught You were taught how to have sex. I snitch on myself. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, I met someone who made me feel safe to actually explore my sexuality. Okay. Yes. That that that's the better way of putting it. Because with it th- and this was after I had my firstborn. Before that, the partners that I had been with before my baby mm-hmm. always praised me about my sex game but internally i felt like i was mediocre i don't know why something in me just told me just it just felt like i wasn't doing the the do's you know mm. but i was like okay he's happy he's fine but also low-key i was like i hope he's not lying <laughs> you know i mean i have a great personality and all that but personality don't make you come uh you, you know so i'm just like i hope and they just mm-hmm, come yeah, don't snitch on yourself, guys. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's kind of can you, like, this person did not teach me how to have sex. He taught me. He made it safe. He made me feel safe enough to explore my sexuality, because I've even when I was I I thought I was mediocre with sex. It's because I had these like okay, I feel like I want sex to be something i just didn't know what that something was mm. then i met somebody who liked it that way and was drawing me slowly slowly in that direction and i was like oh this is what the thing i was looking for right so my question is like can can you teach someone how to sex you when that thing that you want is not their taste per se or probably they have not explored it like i find it it's easier i don't know maybe i could be wrong like with a man it's easier for a man to get that bdsm part of a woman out than for a woman to do that to a man you know what i mean i think okay yeah so i think that you can okay so first and foremost sex as with a lot of other things in life, should be about consent. Oh. Let's start there. All right? Yes, you can teach someone, just like how you can teach someone to love you. And remember, there are different love languages, so not everyone's love language will be the same. So if I meet you and your primary love language is physical touch, for example, and we don't work out and the next person i meet i can't assume that their primary language is physical touch it may be gifted so here i am doing a physical touch to you can't the one gifted so it's the same thing with sex uh you'd be there with someone and they like rough 
and you guys break up you end and then you meet someone else and then you start to do the rough things on them and they tell you no i want gentle so now they have to learn how to be more gentle mm. it's for the other person to communicate oh i like it like this do it like this gentle little bit rough but not too rough all the time mm. i like the slow sex and then it's for the other person to then um go slow however if me the person who likes it rough is being told to go slow yes i can go slow but if i don't like it i also have to communicate that to say okay listen i know you're trying to teach me to go slow because you like to go slow but i don't like going slow it's very eh, yeah. it's, it's not yeah. action like yeah. it's too soft for me i yeah. i like it hard i like it rough yeah. so now this is where you guys sit and find out if you want to compromise if you want to find a middle ground or what again it goes back to communication communicate what it is you want what you like and everything and if you don't like what your partner likes then it may cause some serious issues because then you'd start complaining oh he does it rough all the time i don't like it so maybe some days if you want compromise let him do rough and then he gets his yes. own and then some days he goes gentle and you get your own so you have to talk about it I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh crap. The, the question flew out of my head. Mm-hmm. I remember it. Um, so do men fake orgasms? I mean I've heard stories, but th- the question now we have to ask is is there a difference between an orgasm and ejaculation? I've heard I've, I've heard, heard like different things different. about it. I I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know what like I know ejaculation is the same thing with women apparently there's a difference between coming and as a woman is a difference between coming and ejaculating uh, so ejaculating and having an orgasm okay yes because okay. a female ejaculation is squirting right is that a subjective thing or because I know someone who says this three orgasm ejaculation squirting and I'm like so the- orgasm coming and squirting I'm like oh jesus christ Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I. Okay, let's I, hear your I, I I say coming an orgasm is the same thing. Okay. That's that's me. Okay. The female ejaculation is squirting. squirting. Okay. And I've heard this scientifically and with sex educators. So like okay. I've, I've been studying this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I've been, and squirting. I do not know if it's an every girl thing. It is. <laughs> but I used to not squirt and then I there was a point where I squirt because it's, and also squirting takes it's 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 a whole journey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um With with a woman's orgasm, this is what happens. There's the big O, right? But what what we mean by multiple orgasms is that when when a woman's orgasm, there's the the contractions in the the vaginal canal happen, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a thing that happens while you're having sex, when you are enjoying it, it is contracting. But then there's like a 
burst that happens. That is the big O. So multiple orgasm is like little big O's. That's like you come, you... There's like the burst, the burst, the burst, the burst, the burst. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the huge one. Okay. That's multiple orgasm. Then there's where you are just... Like you enjoy it, but it's not going there uh-huh. to the final finale. To the finale, okay. like yes, you feel okay. We're getting there, but it do- it just doesn't get there. And then there's where he's inside, but nothing is happening. Okay. Oh. So there may be also I don't know. Um, I guess other guys or the people who are listening to this can comment and say that no, there's a difference between orgasm and coming from men. But let's just assume that they're the same thing. Uh I've heard stories of men uh, faking the orgasms where they go, oh, then they pull out and take off the condom oh, before the woman sees, or they. Sp- it, I don't know how true that is. They spit on the back and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I came. I mean, it's very easy to spot. Oh. It's different saliva and stuff like that. But, yeah, so um, at the end of the day, you... Maybe there's a difference between... If, if, if you follow that analogy where you say there's that big O, right? Um. And then a guy can also feel it as well. Like the the big O where maybe he has ejaculated, but there's also, there's that other orgasm to it. Mm. You know, then yes, maybe some people can fake the, or maybe some men can fake the orgasms. And, <laughs> Mr. C on the BDSM uh, episode, I don't know if he said it on the episode or it was just between us. He said he has faked an orga- an, um, an orgasm and he just, like, he, it was doggy style and then he faked it and then just took out the condom and threw it away. Yeah. And, you know, because um, it just wasn't doing the things that he wanted. Um, What, what I heard about males uh, faking is that um, and also when a man, this is what I've heard and what I've seen, what I've experienced is a man can orgasm, but not the sperm, not come out. Right. So he doesn't ejaculate. He does not orgasm. ejaculate, but he, yeah. ca- he, he has the orgasm, orgasm. Okay. the pleasure, the big finale of the pleasure of sex mm. happens, but the ejaculation doesn't happen. Okay. And. I've heard men say the sperm can come out because, you know, the friction causes. Yeah, it's action, a reflex. Yeah. The friction causes 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 the sperm to come out because that is just nature. But them enjoying and having the fulfillment of our head sex is not there, right? Yeah, I posted about it. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. which which is uh something that happens to rape victims. They get yeah. wet because. It's a natural um, stimu- um, effect of stimulation in that area, right? And also, it's the it's, it's body's, body's protection, protection yeah. so that it doesn't get scarred and all yeah. that. So, it doesn't always mean because she's wet, she's uh. enjoying it, or because she's wet, she's feeling whatever's happening, or because he released some sperm, it means that he enjoyed it. Yeah. So... 
That is true. Wow. <laughs> Being human mm-hmm. is so wow. Speaking of faking stuff, like I don't know. I don't know if I can tell unless you know your partner and in in a sense of what do they do when they come, mm. right? Because like I never knew this <laughs> until this guy told me that he knows when I'm about to come because of what happens inside of me. Mm. I was like, what? And then he explained, like, there's certain contractions that happen when I'm about to come. So he knows what to do. Some men would go with what I say, because I'm very vocal during sex. So when I'm about to, I say it. So they know, okay, it's happening. So would you know when your woman is faking it? Like, Like, I'm saying this because, like, one person can tell me, and then another goes on what I say. So if I don't say it, okay. they won't know, you know? So would I know? I oh. guess yes and no, if I have certain information. So if we've had sex for the first time and some things happen and I ask them, oh, did you come? And they tell me yes. Then I'll know that those things that happen could be indicators of them coming. So maybe I would then know if they came. And then if Next time we do it and those things don't happen and ask them, did you come? And they say yes. Then be like, but, <laughs> but, you know. And I think also that's another thing I, I'm i not a very big, big advocate of. I don't understand people who fake faking. the orgasms. Mm-hmm. Like, faking it just, it damages. It yeah, it damages the sexual relationship between both mm. of you because now you are lying to this other person. Um, if I have one rule ever in sex is don't lie to me if you didn't come or don't mm. lie to me if you didn't enjoy it. Tell me so I can work better. I, I like to learn. I like to know what, how I can make our sex better. So if you're lying to me, it doesn't work for any of us because then I'm there thinking you're enjoying it. Kandi, you are thinking about what happened in Game of Thrones last episode. <laughs> you know, why did Sansa Stark didn't die or something like that. So I'm just like, can, can you tell me what it is you want me to do can you allow me to learn your body you are you learn my body as well don't fake the orgasm i may not be able to tell and if i can't tell and you think it's doing well for you it's you're also not feeling satisfied next thing you know you're cheating on me because hey you didn't make me come and imagine one day then you're arguing and then you throw that in my face Mm. you don't even make me come and you've been telling me that you're making me come. That is very damaging, you that know. Is. So, but at the end of the day, if that situation ever happens, <laughs> I'm not gonna get hurt. I'm gonna be like, nah, I asked you. I asked. You lied to me. So if you lied to me, then that's on you. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> no, but I found I found these Facebook uh, groups. Motswana woman especially. Hey, you learn things. And that, that group. Um, women find it's a turn off to be asked if you came, if she came. And I Do they give reasons why? To a point I get I think they feel you the, the guy should know like they feel like if you're asking, then you you know you did not make me come. I understand and that. to a point, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I understand. To the a point, I get it. it. But here's my thing: it's very rare to meet a person and have sex with them for the first time and they get it right. 
is very rare. Mm. Only, and I talked about this again in the BDSM uh, part uh, episode, is you attract, like, he's a dom and he finds that he attracts submissive brats. Like, he attracts brats because he's a brat tamer. Mm. So, because he attracts that, so he knows if a girl is gravitating, gravitating towards me, is there's a very high potential possibility that she's a brat and the things that he's going to do in bed are very brat tamer specific mm. so he's he's going to get it right mm. however if you are a person who is still discovering yourself mm-hmm. and you are just in the blind in, in, in the dark and picking any dark, tom dick and harry mm. also you haven't dated them enough for you to talk about what you like in the bedroom then chances are he will not get it the first time. Yeah. For a person to get it right the first time, is it's a very rare situation. So women find it, turn it's a turn off for guys to be asked, did you come? And I used to be one of those women because I used to fake my orgasm because I thought it was good for his ego until I was Fuck like, you know ego. what? It's not working for me. Mm-hmm. It's really not working for me. And also because at the time I was very... What's the word? <laughs> I was very like reclusive. Mm. And I hadn't opened my sexuality. Your sexual chakras. The, you know? Mm. And I, I was like, there's something that's just missing. I just didn't know what it was. So when a man would orgasm and, and I was like, shit i was about to and then you came and then you stop and also my appetite i used to suppress it because i was like mm-hmm. this guy is gonna run away because you know but now i'm like fuck it i own my truth mm-hmm. if you don't like it bye if you like it good we're gonna have fun you know so i think wh- <laughs> i understand it from where i was but then I, I did that for their ego until I I got that. It's not working for me. And this is a two-person spot. Mm. So I, if I don't come, I tell you. If it's if in the moment that we're having sex and something just it doesn't feel right, I would change up so that I can get my own. And also, I don't have to have the big O all the time. I can be enjoying the journey. Mm. If you come first and you need a break, it's fine. You know, there's also that understanding mm. of the big O will come, but the journey is always. And I used to be that that person. So first of all, I just want to put it out there that when it comes to sex, please leave your egos out the door. Mm-hmm. Whenever you enter the bedroom or the house, wherever you're gonna do it, just leave your ego out the door. It doesn't help anyone. The mm-hmm. point is. Unless you're selfish and you know you don't care about them and you just want you not. Mm. That's fine. But when you, if you really like the person, if you really want to have a great sexual experience, then leave your ego out the door. And humble yourself. Ask for feedback. I cannot stress this enough. Ask you for feedback. I don't know how many times... <laughs> I like doing this mini social experiments where I like to ask certain questions. Mm. And... I've asked certain, some women, uh, what would you like me to do better for the sex to be good, right? In the past, they would never ask me that. 
they would never ask what they, would, because they think, they, think they, 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 they are the best at sex. They, they don't ask for feedback. How was I? Was I great? Did you like what I did? I'm the one asking. And I realized that, huh, when women don't, don't ask, ask for feedback. They, they don't ask don't. about how to make the sex better with the other person. No, we don't. It's only recently that I would ask certain questions, for example. And by recently, I mean since like 2020 during COVID. Because then I started having these conversations. Before yeah. I have sex with someone, I would talk. Yeah. Before we have sex, I would talk. Like, would ask questions, what do you like in sex? This and this and that. And then if we have sex, then it'd be like, oh, so what did you like? What can we do to make things better? And only then, and luckily, I guess you meet certain people that are open-minded and mm-hmm. are willing to give the feedback. And they're also open-minded enough to take the feedback and not get offended get and stuff offended. like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. People don't ask certain questions. And people think that they are good at sex. People bring ego into the bedroom. And it ruins a lot of things. There's a second thing that you mentioned. Yes. And then the question of the woman or other women feeling... No, if you ask, then it means that I didn't come and everything. Just, it's, it's a simple... Okay, it's not simple, but just be open-minded i guess to say oh okay maybe this person is asking so that i can give them proper feedback on how they can make me come better next time Mm. if you look at it from that point of view to say oh okay this person is asking me so if 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 i ask a girl did you come and she tells me no as the fucker right (laughs) yeah i shouldn't get offended Mm. instead i should say okay what would you like for me to do better next time for you to actually reach that orgasm or to have, you know, the big O or to squirt and stuff like that? Um, have you ever orgasmed before? If the answer is yes, what had happened for you to have an orgasm? And then the last thing is, I used to be the, that type of person who thought that it's all about the big O. Yeah. Until an ex told me, it's not about the final destination. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey. I was so obsessed with, with making the girls come. come. I think it was also because I had dated one girl who, for some reason, I could never make her come vaginally, like through penetration. Oh. Um, through clitoral, yes, that's fine. But then I was so obsessed with it and I would get touched because she never came through penetration. penetration. And it's also now where I learned about sexual sexual compatibility mm. some people are not compatible and it's okay you know um so i was it was only after her that i realized that oh okay maybe she just stop trying to make it all about the, the orgasm yes mm. the orgasms might come mm. but can we can we enjoy the journey mm. can we i like to call it sex experiment mm. can we sex experiment can we do other things where the final big O is not, you know, so because sometimes, for example, even in the act of BDSM, you may not come, but you enjoy the pain, yeah. you enjoy the everything, it's not about the orgasm, yeah. you just enjoy the pain, you enjoy the bruises and everything, it makes mm. you feel good, but you may not come, so mm. can we enjoy the journey instead, so mm. yeah, it's about the journey, not the final destination, mm. because if you talk about the journey, foreplay is a part of the journey. 
and people don't and people skip that. that. Yeah, people Stop just go straight into the sex and it's just like, can can you can you guys? Can we just? I mean, if it's if it's a again, like I said, if it's a quickie, I get it. If it's someone you don't like, or you guys have an agreement of no foreplay, then it's fine. But if you like foreplay, then can you please say that? Can you be like, hey, listen, I like foreplay. And if they communicate to you after sex, can we do a bit more foreplay? Listen to them, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> There's a South African influencer. She says she, foreplay is not her thing. Kiss her and she's ready to go. <laughs> I'm like, wow. God's favorite. Yeah, people um, are different. <laughs> right? Mm. What? Okay. About the, the, the go not orgasm through penetration. There are women like that. Yeah, I know. So, there are women who cannot, like, it's, I think research says majority, the majority of women cannot come through, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, penetration alone. So, they need a combination or just clitoral stimulation. So, you can be, in, you can penetrate and clitoral stimulation or penetrate and nipple stimulation. This is why sex toys are important, people. Yeah. <laughs> they are not meant to replace you. They are meant to enhance door, the sex. Can this country just get out of the... I don't know what century we are in. <laughs> but can we please get out of that? I actually have a story about... Oh, my gosh. Hey, yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> I wanted... Like, a few years ago, when I started my branding company, Raven Brands... Um, I wanted to do a an expo, a, a love expo. So that's what I called it, love expo. Uh, so I invited the sexologist from South Africa. And she was like, okay, no, I'll come for free, but I want to sell my products mm. when I get there. I was like, cool, no problem. She calls me two weeks, if not a week before the expo and tells me, hey, my contact at the border says my toys are not allowed in your mm. country. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I went, I don't know where I, I think I Googled, I think I Googled, and I saw in the penal code. The penal code says you can't, yeah. you can't have, I'm like, who, why, why, it, why, why are you in my bedroom? Have they changed that? Or? So now they kind of switched it. Mm-hmm. Recently, a few months ago, some minister, personal council, whatever, said, "Okay, you guys are allowed to buy sex toys for personal use, not for reselling." Yeah. I'm like, "Come on, guys, you are missing a whole market, like a whole market." To add so much to the GDP of the do, economy, do, you know? Do they know how much, how many, how much? Uh, uh, what do you call black market sex toys are being sold yep. in this country? But they sell them now, even at. But your, here's the thing: game, clicks, so. clicks has those bullets. Even no, like dildos now being sold. I, I, I haven't seen yeah, dildos. Yeah, like so, But here's, here's my thing. They will allow those big stores to sell, but people, like just your normal person, mm. just, you know, having a yeah, business. Yeah, they wouldn't allow they, that. They wouldn't allow that, but the big stores, <sighs> much yeah. of this country. Anyway, oh, and I lost my train of thoughts. Um, oh, crap. There's a question I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. but it is gone. Anyway, what is the good good advice about sex that you've gotten? I think it's all going to go back to the whole communicate. Talk. Mm. Talk during sex. Talk before sex. Talk during sex. Talk after sex. 
Uh, yes, talk during sex. Yeah, um, no, you know, I know there's someone who said she liked hands, and this is during sex. I would never have known she liked hands. If, Meaning? Yeah, so she, like she likes being touched everywhere. Oh, okay. So like hands. So talk uh, during sex. You know, faster, slower, uh, wetter, uh, tighter. You know, do all that stuff. And yeah, so just communicate effectively. Don't get offended. Leave your ego out the door, and yeah, if and if the sex is not for you guys, also say that I didn't like how you did this, and because of that, you know, I don't want to have sex with you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, just talk things out, guys, and have fun. Yeah. And also, I don't know if asexuals, I don't know how they find out that asexual, mm-hmm. but if you are well read enough to discover that you are asexual please communicate that with with a partner so that they understand mm-hmm. where your stance with sex is right yeah asexuality is like those people who are not what 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 can, can you google the, the right terminology before i get in trouble asexual yeah like people who don't like and the crux of it is like it's, it's like people don't like sex, but Asexu- not asexuality yeah. is the lack of sexual attraction to others or low or absent interest in or desire for sexual activity. Yes, so some people can have low sexual desire. Some mm. people can have no sexual desire, mm. but that doesn't mean they don't want intimate relationships. They don't want romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you find that. You probably stumbled upon someone who's like, like, no matter what you do, they just not getting it to the sex thing. Probably they are that. And it's about teaching, you know, and then finding out can you handle this or can you not? Mm. Because some people cannot do no no sex thing. And if you, you are, you know yourself to be an asexual, communicate that with potential partners. Yep. Also, yeah. One, oh, yeah. The question I wanted to ask was what do you do when somebody. Like when you have the sex talk before before having sex at all, mm-hmm. and someone says they don't know, like they are newbies at this whole knowing what they like. Like they've had sex before, but they don't actually know what they like. Then it's up to you to, I guess, decide if you want to teach them about. The, but if you're experienced, for example, it's up to you to decide if you're gonna be patient enough with them. Right to say, oh, okay. Uh, you don't know what you want. Would you like to find out what you want? So have it be more of a sex exploration, um, whereby to study now. You know, to say, oh, okay, this is what I like doing. This is what I don't like doing, and yeah. So if they don't know what they want and they're open to finding out, and you know certain things, then you find out. If you've done you know, BDSM, if you've done sensual, if you've done, um, what's this thing called? Shibari. What yeah. is shibari? Shibari is the art of, like, rope, out of rope, where, you, like, you tie people up and stuff like that. So if you've done all that, and, and, and yeah, so you just ask them, okay, so I know this and this and that. Would you like to try this and that to see what you like, what you don't like? If you know how to, okay, so this is a tip I'm going to give people, all right? Um, I don't know where I saw it or I don't know where I read it, but try this. Have your person stand in front of you, naked, but naked, with their arms out, right? 
and then touch from the fingertips to all the parts of your body, touch it and ask them what they feel. Is it ticklish or is it arousing? Okay. That way you get to know their body and they get to know their body. You find out that some people, the left side may have no erogenous zones at all, but the right side is very erogenous. You touch, for example, you can touch their palm and there's nothing. You can touch their, their, their lower arm and there's nothing. But if you touch the upper arm at the triceps or the bicep, they may feel something. You may touch their neck, but there's nothing. But you touch the collarbone and it's like, oh, okay. You may touch maybe the top of the boobs and there's no feeling. But if you touch the bottom of the boobs, there's something. So if you really, you know, are about them, about them, then even during sex, you can touch the parts where you know that they are erogenous. For example, like people who like being touched during sex, then you just maybe caress the collarbones while you, while you're biting your lips, guys. God damn, relax. <laughs> relax okay i know you're gonna think about this as your boyfriend later but it's an exercise to do to to it's a like getting to know your body exercise to be like oh so these are the parts that turn me on so you know even and it's it could be non-sexual whereby you're with your partner you're cooking or you guys are chilling right and you just stroke the parts they like simply right and they might like it they might get turned on and they could feel nice about it and you guys could go have sex after. But you know their body. Mm. Okay. And then they also know their body. So if they are willing to get to know their body, then fantastic. But for people who are close-minded, who don't give a shit. And I also don't like women because you talk about men who don't give a shit about women's orgasms. Like mm. they just want their own nut. Mm. One of the things that I don't like about some women is they don't care enough about their nut. They do it all oh, for the men oh, because yeah. they think that a man's pleasure is the be best pleasure. So I'm like, no, no. no. Can I also want to know what you like. And if you don't know what you like, then it's a turn off for me. Mm. At the end of the day. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So all this is about communication. Mm-hmm. Also, like um, when, when I found out about the different types of orgasms, mm-hmm. You know, when, when sometimes you don't know the words to put to, to, to certain things. So when when I saw that, I, I saw it from my my favorite uh, sexologist mm-hmm. Shan Budran. She talked about the seven orgasms, so I decided to post it on on my pod. I realized, oh yeah, I've had nipple orgasm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it kind of like don't know until the word is said and you're like oh or the explanation is brought up and you're like oh i actually had this so i told a while long ago like i told someone like there's this thing there's this part inside my body like when you touch it i orgasm and he was like can we see and he just put his finger and then directed to, to the part like um like the woman's a spot but it's inside the vagina it's mm-hmm. like right below the cervix for mm-hmm. the a spot mm. so the men's matching is the one inside the 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 butthole. the anus you can say it <laughs> yeah the the anal stimulation it's like the same thing because 
where you touch is the part. Mm, I get what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we he just wanted to see if and also wanted to feel how it feels like mm. and if I can feel it when he touches it. It's like oh, you need partners like that. Mm. Who's just like, let's just see what what's what's happening. You know, someone who's open to explore, to explore and, and, and try new things. Yeah, yeah, and it does not have to be sexual. If it does turn you guys on, then great. You're yeah, there, yeah. You know, but just like oh, okay, so this part does this. Okay, cool. And then we'll, we'll revisit it at another time. And I'm because this might. Oh. <laughs> I hope this doesn't hurt anyone or mm. affect anyone, but I know comparisons are bad, right? Hold on, let me finish. <laughs> I know comparisons are bad, mm. but learning from your past is not bad. So, if you meet someone, and it's also about not what you say, it's how you say it, right? Yeah. If I met cats and... She tells me she's had three people who made her squirt before. <coughs> or maybe she's had her ex who made her squirt before. Right? I should... Remember, my ego is out the door. Mm. I should be okay asking, Oh, so what did he do that made you squirt? So that I can do it. It's kind of comparing. Mm-hmm. You know, to say, Oh, okay, so he did this, so you must do this. But don't look at it like that. Think yeah. of learning. Think of it as, like, switch the narrative and be like, Oh, I'm learning from what he did. did. I'm learning from what she did. Mm. Oh, how did your ex, you know, I mean, it's 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 one thing to say, My ex did this, so you must do this With because I like it. No, no, don't fucking say that. Yeah. Rather, and don't even bring it up, right? Yeah. If you know what your ex did that you liked, like. say that. Yeah. Oh, I like it when you do this. Don't say I like it because my ex did this. No. So it's the same thing with, I guess, guys. It's as a girl to be like, oh, you want to make me squirt? Do this and this and that. Why? Because you know that's what the person who made you squirt did. So comparison is bad, but taking notes from your other past sexual partners that you liked and imprinting it onto your relationship or your sex relationship then it would it would help you. It would help the other person as well know what you like and what you don't like and so on and so forth. Mm. Yeah. Also but then also like remove the ex part the ex part out of it. You know what you like because someone did it to you. Yeah. And so just think of it in that sense. And another thing that I will say is but sometimes you may not like something because yes, someone, someone did it badly. Yes. You understand? Yes. I don't know how many times I've heard women say they've got a horrible head before and that's why they don't like it. Until they find a guy who changes that narrative for them. So you, it's, it's, it's quite complex, but then you also have to be open-minded because you've heard stories of people who have had great head. You've also heard people who have had bad head. So you know that for every bad head out there, there's a great head. So you should be open-minded enough to say, oh, yes, I got bad head in the past before. Well, let me not close the yeah, possibility up to good head. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. It's the same thing as you. <laughs> and I was reading, there's this um Facebook story series. Yes. That's what mm-hmm. they call it. So, in it, this girl tells this guy that likes her that she's never really had, she doesn't understand why, she, she, she doesn't understand why women think sex is good because she's never experienced it. Mm. So, ah, she doesn't really, she does it for the guy. She has sex for the guy. 
And did this guy try to prove to her that, mm, baby girl, these people have been not doing you right. <laughs> he went all out mm. to make sure, mm-hmm, I will show you. Yep. I will show you, okay? You will so, go back to your mother, <laughs> get the cows, bring them to me so I can give them to you. You know? So, yeah. so if you've had a bad sexual experience, it's not every guy. And also, can we, even with relationships, can mm. we, there are good guys out there. That is there true. There are good women out there. If you've met a woman who was using you for your money, and also guys, when you, when you approach a woman, and you know you have money, and you have shit, mm. please don't lead with that. Can you not? That is, for genuine women, that is a turnoff. For people trying to use you, that is an invitation. Mm. Okay. So, if you know you have cards, you have cash, you have whatever, don't lead with that. Just ask her out. Okay? Fair enough. You know? Yep. Because I can't tell you. <laughs> like, me and my friends, we get... This, this man one time told me that he can buy me a 1.2 million Buna car, and I was like, okay. And, and told me he could buy, build me a house. I'm like, I don't like you. Can mm. you stop? <laughs> you know? Anyway, so what your past experience has been, it, it it's a guide, but let it not be the whole truth yeah, about the rest of the population of men or women. Uh-huh. Get to know the person and be open minded. Be open minded. Every new experience is that a new experience. Yep. If they are giving you flashbacks or deja vu. Talk about it mm. before, because again, that person could have also be coming from a place where they learned that and they're trying to give it to you like that, mm-hmm. and it's not them. So talk about it, and if if it doesn't work, learn to let go. Yep, that is something I need to learn too. <laughs> let go, letting go is a whole thing. There's also a thing of good dick bad relationship. <laughs> Yes, I mean, yes, that is true. Very true. And, and good pussy, bad, bad relationship. relationship. Yeah. yeah. There are those people who just, I don't know. So they call toxic dick or toxic Toxic dick. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you, Malik. Um, Thank you for again. having me again, Kat. Where can they find you? Facebook. Um, Malik Shehu. M-A-L-I-K. S-H-E-H-U. You can also find me on LinkedIn for the professional side of things at Malik Shehu, comma, CFA, comma, MBA. Yeah. Yeah, he's learned. He's very smart. <laughs> yeah, and we will have a conversation about relationships and money mm. one day. Yes. I'm know. ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been fun. So, guys, this cat's lounge. Let's sit, sip, and chat. Please share this podcast with your friends. Let's start the conversation and let's be comfortable talking about sex and relationships. Mm. Open me, guys. We are the new generations. We should not be hiding from these topics. Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>